Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. We're looking at the parables of Jesus in the last couple of episodes. We've been looking at one particular parable, and we're looking at the cross-references now. It appears in Matthew, it appears in Mark, and it appears in Luke. So let's look at the Luke uh, understanding of this, the Luke communication to us. It's in the 20th chapter, beginning with verse 1. It says this, On one of the days while he, that's Jesus, was teaching the people in the temple, And preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes with the elders confronted him. Now, this is interesting right here because notice what he's doing. He's teaching. Okay? He's in the temple, and he's teaching the people and preaching the gospel. Luke mentions the gospel, mentions the good news. And you always like sort of having fun with folks. You know, what is the gospel? And, you know, most time, most of us will... Uh, rattle off a particular mantra, which is in and of itself true. There's no doubt, okay? What you, the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. <clears throat> but, 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 that's not exactly what Jesus was saying right here. He wasn't preaching that to the people in there. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The kingdom, okay? It's the message of the kingdom. So the chief priests and the scribes with the elders we see here. So it's the whole gang. They come up and they confront him. Other passages say, you know, they question him, but here they're confronting him. And they spoke saying to him, tell us by what authority you are doing these things or who is the one who gave you this authority. In other words, why are you teaching like this? Why are you speaking of the kingdom of God? Why are you doing this miraculous stuff? Well, Jesus answered and said to them, I will also ask you a question and you tell me. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Now, that's a loaded question, okay? And it actually goes to what they had asked. I haven't mentioned this yet. I wanted to read through all these things, first of all. But why was Jesus coming along saying this? Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? What was their question? Their question was, by what authority are you doing this? Who gave you authority? So Jesus comes back and says, okay, and was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? In other words, where did the baptism of John's authority come from? Was that from heaven or was it from man? It's just an idea that John had that we all need to repent. Well, it's a good idea. You could read the Old Testament and see we need to repent. You could go out and preach repentance. You could do that. So Jesus is actually asking them a question back that's related to their demand and their confrontational inquiry here. Well, verse 5, they said this. They reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why did you not believe him? And if we say from men, all the people will stone us to death, for they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it came from. In other words, where this baptism came from, where that authority came from. Then Jesus said to them, nor will I tell you by what authority I do these things. See, Jesus' authority came from the Most High God, came from heaven. John's authority came from the Most High God, (coughs) came from heaven. But they rejected John. They refused John. They didn't even want to talk about it. So Jesus says, hey, I'm not going to talk with you about it either. 
I'm not going to tell you by what authority. Him doing this verifies that his authority is the same as John the Baptist. We saw in the previous uh, uh, gospel that the people considered John to have been a real prophet. Remember that out of Mark, a real prophet. And so Jesus is saying, I have the same authority that John had. You rejected that authority. I'm not going to talk to you anymore about it because you've already rejected it. Verse 9, and Jesus began to tell the people this parable. So in the midst of this confrontational conversation here, he starts this parable. And we've already read it two times, but here's the, uh, the gospel according to Luke, right? <laughs> and Jesus says this, a man planted a vineyard and rented it out to vine growers and went on a journey for a long time. At the harvest time, he sent a slave to the vine growers so that they would give him some of the produce of the vineyard. But the vine growers beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he proceeded to send another slave. And they beat him also and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he proceeded to send a third. And this one also they wounded and cast out. The owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the vine growers saw him, they reasoned with one another, saying, This is the heir. Let us kill him so that the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy these vine growers and will give the vineyard to others. And so this is Jesus stopping right here. When they heard it, they said, May it never be. So when the religious rulers heard this, they said, may it never be. Well, may what never be? Uh, probably the idea when you look at the rest of the Gospels, the idea being, yeah, you need, because uh, Matthew actually said this, uh, that, that vine, those vine growers need to be destroyed. They need to be killed. Right here they're saying, may that never happen. May that never happen in that way. That won't happen in that way. Nobody would ever do this. Well, listen to Jesus, verse 17. But Jesus looked at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. The scribes and the chief priests tried to lay hands on him that very hour. That's a little twist right there we haven't seen. And they feared the people, for they understood that he spoke this parable against them. So they knew that Jesus was speaking a parable against them. And that in and of itself is interesting, isn't it? That Jesus would speak a parable and speak a teaching that was directed uh, against somebody and what somebody was doing, and they would know this. They wanted to grab him and season him that very hour, but as we've seen in the other accounts, they feared the people so they didn't do it. Luke also picks up what we saw in Matthew about the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. The picture you see with this right here and other cross-references in the Scripture is that if we fall on that stone, the cornerstone, which is the builder's cornerstone, which is Jesus, okay, that's what he's declaring, and they understood what he was saying here. They knew what was going on. He's saying everyone who does this, who falls on the stone, yes, you'll be broken to pieces, but you're going to be healed. 
But if this stone comes and falls on you, it's going to scatter you like dust. You're going to be crushed and you will not be brought back as one and as whole. You'll be scattered like dust. They understood this, folks. The religious rulers knew that this parable was against them and that Jesus was calling them on what they had been doing to the flock for generations, hundreds, thousands of years. We'd be wise to give heed to this. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.